Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live today from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California. I got another good one for you today, ladies and gentlemen. We got another good pod. Joe Prano, my co-host, is still on the road. He's killing the East Coast game with his shows. Go see him. Go see Prano live. He is headlining the Stress Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Thursday, that is tonight. June 27th, with Crystal Marie, former guest, featuring. So go see Prano live, and if you can't see him on Thursday night as a headliner, he will be featuring for the legendary Gilbert Gottfried all week at the Stress Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And then he's back. We need him. I need my guy back. I need my goose. Although I don't want him to be Goose because uh, Goose dies in Top Gun. Although Joe did say to me on the phone today, just to let everybody know, if Carmelo Anthony joins the New York Knicks again, Joe says he will actually kill himself and he will maybe jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. Those were his words. He will kill himself if Carmelo Anthony joins the New York Knicks again. So we'll be happy to have Joe back on Monday's episode. But we got a great one in store today. Today's guest is Freezing Cold Takes founder, creator, Fred Siegel. We've all seen this account on Twitter, right? And probably on Instagram. Freezing Cold Takes, and it's at Old Takes Expo at excuse me, at Old Takes Exposed on Twitter. It's an amazing account. It blows up. Everybody's all over it when you say something stupid and you're proven wrong. So the creator and founder, Fred Siegel, who also has a bunch of other massive social media feeds, is going to be my guest on today's episode. We had a great long interview. We talked about how he went from being a lawyer, a full-time lawyer, to running this and putting people on blast and exposing the awful takes that they have. And I've been a part of it, so I'm lucky that... uh, I myself was put on freezing cold takes during uh, the NCAA championship. Anyway, we're going to get to that interview in a second. But before we do that, I just want to offer my thoughts and prayers for Barry McCockiner. Barry was the guest on last episode. He gave an amazing hour interview. He brought the thunder like he always does. He brought the facts like he always does. And then Twitter suspended him yesterday. They didn't just suspend his main account, Sports Talk Barry. They suspended his backup and his Class Act podcast account. They suspended all three. They went for the trifecta of suspension. Now, I'm going to blame myself. This is where the Ruther curse is not fun to deal with. I said, Barry, you have not been suspended since I told you to put parody in your Twitter account. And he said, I'm going to knock on wood. And look what happened. He's been suspended. Not only did they suspend all three accounts, he got a new account and they suspended that again. 
like six to seven hours later. Twitter's out of control. Just suspended my boy Barry. Let Barry tweet. I know we're all fans. You should be. If you're not a fan, you're probably just a Tom Brady slurper. He's funny. He's factual. I'm actually going to play it. Let me play the clip from last episode where I tell Barry that he hasn't been suspended since I told him what to put in his bio. So I'm going to take the blame for this. I really am. I'm going to take the blame that the Ruther curse reared its ugly, gross, disgusting head on my boy Barry. So here's the clip of what I said last episode to Barry about his Twitter account. I don't want to jinx it, but do you remember Do you remember what I told you? Your account kept getting suspended. You remember what I told you to put in your bio? Parody. I told you to put parody in your bio, and I believe you have not been suspended since you put parody in your bio, correct? Uh, that is correct, but I'm, I'm knocking on wood. I just knocked on wood because uh, you, you never know. I, you never know with Twitter. Twitter yeah, is, you're right, though. You are. They're like you know the they're like the Nazis. They just come in and just just swoop you up without any warning, and you have no explanation. <laughs> so I'm just hoping that I can that I can uh, hoping that I can last as 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 long as possible because this is this is you know it's great. I love being on Twitter. I love uh, interacting with fans. And wow. That is tough to hear. That's a that's a tough scene right there. It's a tough scene. We need him back. We need him back on social media. We need him on Twitter. He is a man of the people. And if you know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you where to find Barry until then, guys. If if you're wondering where to find him, go follow him on Instagram. Official Barry McCockner. That's at official Barry McCockner. Follow him on Instagram. I told him, keep doing your podcast, man. I was texting him last night. We were texting each other a lot. I said, you got to keep at this. Don't let the haters bring you down. Keep doing your podcast. Keep doing your Instagram. Official Barry McCockner on Instagram. And uh, bounce back, man. Tom Brady survived a shredded knee. You can survive Twitter goons who just keep suspending you. You can do it. So anyway, I just wanted to wrap that up. And the best part is I just informed Barry a few minutes ago on text that Adam Schefter mentioned his name. Can't make this up. Adam Schefter discussed him on the Mina Kimes podcast. I don't really follow ESPN, and I think a lot of their personalities are lame. I've stated that enough. But someone tweeted at our Twitter feed at the Dirty Sports and tipped us that Barry had been mentioned on the last three minutes of Mina Kimes, that's K-I-M-E-S, her podcast, her guest was Adam Schefter, and hearing Adam Schefter say Barry McCockiner about four or five times is the funniest shit ever. So definitely listen to the end of that. It's like the last three minutes. And it's really funny. So there is there is a glimmer of hope for Barry that he was mentioned on that podcast by Adam Schefter. It's pretty amazing. So maybe he can build upon that. Anyway, had to get that out of the way. I'm excited for today's interview. Like I said, Freezing Cold Takes, Old Takes Exposed founder Fred Siegel is going to be my guest. But before we do that, guys, before we get to this interview, just want to remind you guys to get your Harry's razors. 
I love my Harry's razors. They keep me looking fresh. I'm a hairy dude. I got a 5 o'clock shadow a lot. My co-host Joe Prano, he's Italian. He's also a very hairy dude. You know what keeps us looking fresh and smooth all the time is our friends at Harry's Razors. I love the shave gel too. I love the body wash. They literally have it all. Guys, Harry's has this great simple clean design with quality durable blades at an extremely fair price. I, you know, I'm going to go beyond what it says here. Fair, I think it's an amazing price. And then you got this trial set that you can get at harrys.com forward slash dirty, which is the perfect way to get you started on Harry's. It's a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, a weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, a travel blade cover, and guess what? Listeners of this show, Dirty Sports Podcast, can redeem their trial set at harrys.com forward slash dirty. So make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. And as usual, if you use Harry's and send a screenshot, I'll send you two free beer koozies in the mail. Got 500 new koozies this week. So go ahead and do that. Okay, guys, let's get to my interview with freezing cold takes, old takes exposed, Founder and creator, Fred Siegel. Fred Siegel, are you there, sir? Yes, I am. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Glad to have you on. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad to make my Dirty Sports debut. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. Your Twitter feed, Old Takes Exposed, is, is not only one of my favorites, but I have to boast off the start here. You had me on there in April. I was exposed over my NCAA championship game bad take. You probably didn't even realize this, did you? I forgot what it was, but I'm sure that somebody sent it to me. And wait, so the national championship game was, oh yeah, Virginia. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. What did you say? You said something during the game. Yeah, so I tweet this. First yeah. half of the game. Remember, it was so low scoring and nobody could make a shot. I tweeted this to start the game or like, I don't know, first half. For all you assholes who want a Duke and their exciting three first round N- NBA picks to lose, I hope you're happy. We have the most boring title game in NCAA history. Oh, yeah. It turned out to be a great game. <laughs> <laughs> it really That did. always happens. That always happens. And if you, judge, if you judge a game, especially college basketball in the first uh, so-and-so minutes, um, then it, it, it it's likely to flip on you. And you know what's crazy? I remember that night because afterwards I went out, I, uh, I had a date, humble brag, and uh, I went out and it was one of those things where you don't want to look at your phone because it's rude, but I also <laughs> knew the minute something gets put up on Old Takes Exposed, RIP mentions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it blows up. Like, it was just on fire, and I kept trying to not look at my phone, but then I'd be like, I gotta use the bathroom. And she probably thought I had some sort of problem because I kept using the bathroom just to see what everybody was saying about me. But there's also a, uh, like, kind of a a thing with your account where, oh, I've made it. I'm on uh, Old Taste Exposed. (laughs) Right? I think, well, a lot of people say that. Um, I think think there are certain people who try hard to, to put themselves, they try to tag, they try to put me on and tag their own take. 
Roast me. So, so do you think now that like, and we'll get into everything about how this all starts because I think this is great. And do you, but do you think there's now that element that that your feed has become so popular and it's become such a thing? And I, I hear it just in regular conversation with people. Like, let's say I'm hanging around some guys talking sports, and you know, they'll say, "Oh, it's going to be on you know old taste yeah. exposed." Do you think that's now become a thing that people like getting put on blast? Um, I think there's something to that. I think so. I think there's certain people who probably it happens too much and they, they are, uh, not too happy about it, but I think that there's a certain aspect of that about it. I think people like to, they'll retweet it, but there's some people really take themselves too seriously. There's people in the media who take themselves way too seriously. And, um, those people, just try hard not to to bring attention to the fact that they're on it. Who, like, give me an example. Who would be somebody in mainstream media who you'd say does uh, not want to be on your page? <laughs> um, let me think about it. I've had some people who get really upset about it. You know, it's hard to tell. Because uh, I was going to yeah. say, because I would argue that that – the freezing cold takes has become such a thing now. I would argue that guys like a Skip Bayless enjoy it, benefit from it. Almost, you know, I've always said somebody like a Skip Bayless, he's 100% a character. I like, like if I sat down with him, I don't think he believes in anything he says. I think we're just so dumb as a society that people are like, oh my God, did you see what he tweeted? Did you see what he said? I, I would argue someone like him wants to get on your page because he knows you have a reach. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if even Skip Bayless never. I, I, I Skip Bayless never replies to anything. Sure. On social media. He does not inter- interact with anybody. All he does is he posts the tweet. Yeah. So um, I don't even know if he's even aware of the account. And I think that, but I think most people in media are. But yes, I I think you're right about him. He pushes the envelope. Whatever is going to be uh, something that is going to cause a stir he's just a and he, and he, yeah. t- he picks sides he's That's a contrarian he's 100 percent a contrarian well he'll just pick a side and he he chooses that side from the very beginning like it's like the debate and that's his side forever um, if you if you look at it so uh he now hates Kawhi leonard that's his side <laughs> so he's 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 it so he's gonna argue for anything he, Kawhi leonard does any little thing he's going to make a big deal about in some way, and it's always going to be negative on Kawhi. Same with LeBron. He's decided at the beginning he's going to hate LeBron. When there's certain sides that kind of fizzled out. Yeah. He loved Tim Tebow. Sure. He's obsessed with Tim Tebow. That was one of his things. He hates, I think he, who do he hate? He hates Tom Brady but loves Peyton Manning, or is it the opposite? I'm not sure. I'll be honest. I don't watch uh, yeah. any of that stuff. I don't follow yeah. him. I, yeah. Well, he when he first started, he was an RG3 guy when they first started and hates luck. And the RG3 thing has kind of subsided, but he all he hates luck. Andrew Luck. He will. So, I mean, it just keeps going and going and going forever. Yeah. And then, so that's what he does. And when um, Mayweather, he hates Mayweather, loves Pacquiao. And I think that I feel like he's on a losing side of every single thing that you're saying right well, now. Whatever he does, whatever side it is, he picks it, and then he'll nitpick anything that person does. 
And if, if he that person ends up doing something good, like Kawhi Leonard won the title, he will find a way to manipulate it to uh, say he got lucky. Yeah. So that's exactly what it does with Jordan. I mean, not Jordan, MJ. And then what he does also is he'll try to reverse jinx it. So he'll always pick that he'll pick he'll always pick LeBron to win and say why he should win. So if he doesn't win, he'll be able to go back and say, "Well, he should have won. I told you this before. I don't know yeah. if he didn't." <laughs> I know. So every game he picks LeBron to win. Um so that yeah, I think it's I think it's a very uh, it's a character and I think that he doesn't care at all sure. that he's going to be posted, but there's other people like guys like Cowherd, Colin Cowherd, okay. He likes uh, he doesn't care. I mean, he knows that he has to be provocative. But I, I don't think that he likes the attention of being wrong. Sure. I think you're right. I, think, uh, I, I agree I, with that. But he knows he, it's not going to deter him. Yeah. He's not going to qualify anything. And it's not going to deter him from making these. But he doesn't necessarily like the attention of being wrong. And, uh, and so he – because he – I've seen him react negatively towards stuff has been posted sure. before. So uh, guys like that, but um, the, the guys who aren't deterred by it are the ones who are going to end up being the most successful. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, how do you get into this? Now you're, you just had a great piece written about you on USA today for the win. And it's kind of a fascinating story. You're a full-time lawyer. I was, you, that's what I'm saying. You were, and then here, yeah, here you are now, Running a bunch of social media accounts led by, you know, old takes, old takes exposed. Like, how does the, how do you get into this world? It was just by accident. I mean, I was just a regular guy on Twitter. I was an attorney. I worked ten hours a day, and uh, I had a good memory about what fan, what what journalists would say, because I followed Twitter for my sports news, just like everyone else, and when. Someone would, uh, a journalist or a uh, uh, media person would say, just like I predicted last year, <laughs> um, this happened. Yeah, and you, uh, you think to yourself, well, this guy said this, and he was wrong. So what happened was I just started the account, and it got big pretty quick. So I would just do it as a hobby when I was a, an attorney. But um, I, I kind of liked the idea of sitting around trying to make content all day and making money for it. So after a couple of years, it, it, it took a while, but I kind of just decided this is the time to try to do it full time and, and, and drop, leave my life as a lawyer behind. What type of, and what type of attorney were you? I was a transactional attorney for healthcare transactions, like uh, hospitals, Deal, deals with hospitals, doctors, um, you know, buyouts, just regular contracts, things like that. I, I like the thought of you, while you're still working and building this up, like some days you mix the two worlds of <laughs> like... Yeah, all the time. Like, you, know, we, we, you stop what you're doing, like you take a break and you can look at the feed. Um, someone sends you something, you can retweet it so you can keep it up. And... Uh, so it was. It wasn't that difficult, but it, after a while, you just, it, it did kind of get in the way a little bit. 
Do you ever do you ever remind? I, I know you're a married man, a family man. Do you, do you ever remind your uh, your wife or kids? And you're like, yeah, you 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 said this. Uh, you said this on July twelfth, two thousand twelve. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna expose you, and uh, you, you know. And I almost feel like you know. This is great that you're a former lawyer too, because you guys are so meti- lawyers are so meticulous about everything. And, and right, I, feel, well, that's I, how good, yeah. I feel like this works perfectly for this transition from you to go lawyer to. You probably have a good memory too. I'm assuming. Yeah, and we also really are good at finding stuff. So like search <laughs> terms, search terms on the internet, search terms on case case law, case law uh, archives, the ones that we had to subscribe to to get case law on the computer. You have these search terms, and it kind of works a lot of those same codes and the, the way that they work. It works the same way with the Twitter search. So you kind of have that mind to search, and that's how I first started searching for things. And finding them pretty quickly, search through the dates that something happened, things like that. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Well, I love what you're doing also because I always had this, I always had this thought for a TV show. And it's kind of along what you're saying. My show was always, the premise was you're an anchor, you're a sports commentator, whatever it is. And you only have so many chances to make a prediction. And then you're fired. It, and I don't know, you know, I don't know how the show would work. Does that make sense? Because that was always my thing until you came along was I would think the same thing. I, you know, you're watching ESPN, you're watching SportsCenter, you're listening to talk radio, and you hear all these predictions. And you say, look, dude, if you're getting three out of four wrong, then maybe you're just not an expert. Like, like you know, I would always say, what kind of show or reality show could we create where these people need to be held accountable and finally, you come along, and there it is, just laid out the accountability of what you said, what didn't happen, and you know the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. Well, everybody would lose that show because so, everybody gets right? a lot of stuff wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, people, you know why people do it? They they, they say things that are going to be more interesting as opposed to, well, it's going to be a close game. It could go either way, but um, you know. Patriots by a point. Yeah, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if the other team won. No <laughs> one's going to care about that. Yeah. So it's like, uh, this player, I think he may have a great career. It depends on certain factors. If he does this, 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 and this, um, things are looking positive for him. Now he has to work hard. Nobody likes that. Sure, they, they they want. <laughs> you're right, and we live in such a, especially now more than ever in 2019, we live in such a sensationalized news media i mean i mean that's how not to jump into it but like that's how donald trump became president like he's like i'll say some crazy shit fire up one side let the other side get angry and here we are which is kind of well i think there's there's so many things to that dynamic sure as to why that happened yeah in in but yeah i don't think that i don't think it would have happened without the without the type of world we live in now yeah. where everything is everything is so quick to to agitate exactly and, uh, and, and and things are agitate so quickly and then kind of move on to the next thing so it's kind of yeah i think there's there's so many things that went into that but yeah um i, I think that, that that's why people kind of uh, certain people would latch on to to him sure and 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 and, and they latch just like they latch on to anybody on tv the personalities that they like what are your mentions like? Like, like, take me through 
Like, take me through your day, because I assume you get sent so many tweets, DMs, you name it. How I get so many. Uh, how do you, do you just have to sift through all that? Is it just like, just some sort of, pro, or do you have some sort of process for that? No, I just have to sift through them, like one by one. But I, I don't, I, I get so many, so many. And I'm pretty good at kind of just scrolling through. I miss some, uh, but I, I scroll through for the most part. And I'm pretty good at catching them. I get a lot of the same ones. Yeah. The ones I've already used, but a lot of the same ones. And um, DMs the same. I used to kind of reply to everybody with DM, no, I don't like this because I can't do that anymore. It's just too many. Yeah. So I just I ignore it if I don't like it. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's so many. And there's so many ones that people think are good because they they don't really know, like but they're not that good. Yeah. Or or well, there's one about a sport that no one cares about. Not, no one cares about people don't know as much on my feed. So if someone posts something and it says it's about two players both play for the 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 Calgary Flames and it doesn't even say Flames. It just says this player is going to be great. And he wasn't that good. I don't even know who he is. Yeah. Like, uh, and and that, that person thinks I, that's like the greatest one. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't post it. I don't know people are going to have to look it up. The more people who have to look it up, yeah, uh, I'm not going to post. So yeah, there's a lot of things. Yeah, I just have to scroll through. It's I, I love the old, like, when I go to your feed, I love, like the, like, like, the long game ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, the ones that, like... Oh, this didn't pan out from twelve years ago. Or oh, the newspaper ones are great. I've searched those specifically myself through the newspaper archives. It's harder to find the newspapers because people have much more controlled takes. Sure, they don't just blurt things out. So, you know, anyone who's writing a column about and going to rip somebody, they have to go all in and decide they're going to go all in from the very beginning and and, and kind of just and it it, it 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 was a big deal for them to do it. So it wasn't just like blurting something out on Twitter. And uh, so so there's not as many. What would be yeah. the most absurd, like do you have maybe one or two, maybe even three takes that have just been so bad that you've exposed or maybe just your favorite ones personally that made you laugh the most? There's a great one from uh, 2008, the NFL draft. And the Packers picked uh, a quarterback, Brian Brom. Yeah. He was a, he was from a Louisville, for, right? For Louisville. His yeah. brother's the coach at Purdue now. Yeah. I think, he, I think he coaches with his brother at Purdue now. Yeah. And uh, he was pretty good at Louisville. Uh, he was, he was a big prospect at, at, after his junior year going into his senior year. If he would have went out after his junior year, probably would have been drafted higher, but his senior year didn't turn out as well. But he was still a good prospect. He was picked in the second or third round by the Packers. Now, the Packers, Br Brett Favre had just left the Packers. He, quote, retired. And he ended up going to the Jets later on. But Aaron Rodgers had not really been the starter at all. And um, Rodgers had sat for two years. And uh, the... They picked him, and it was the second round, so they went to the studio on ESPN, and it was uh, Reese Davis and Todd McShay, Merrill Hodge, and he and Davis asked, talked about Brian Brown, and, and, and Todd McShay, Merrill Hodge said, I like him better than Aaron Rodgers. And Todd McShay <laughs> said, I think he's got more upside than Aaron Rodgers. 
It's all I got. I post the clip all the time. That's amazing. I, I, I mean, McShay, McShay must hate it. He's never responded to it. Um, but I, I must imagine that he's he's seen it go around. That's a great he probably one. Doesn't like it. He doesn't like it at all. Brom, sure. and, and what's great about that one is it's not like crazy long ago. Like you're saying, it's 2008. Them saying Brom is going to be better than Rogers. What I also like, you just brought up a great point about. Mel Kiper Jr. What what I like about the account too is obviously it holds accountability, but it also shows an interesting like psychological element of people, which as humans, people like we refuse to just admit when we're wrong. Just be like, yeah, I really like like you're saying, Mel Kiper Jr. is all worked up. He can't just be like, wow, did I miss the boat? Oh yeah. Well that one was McShay, but Okay, sorry, McShay. Sorry, McShay. But uh, yeah, but, I mean, he's had his fair share of bad ones too, Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper, a lot of the time with these draft guys, you start to wonder when you look back. I mean, they were so, they get so into certain players and you wonder why. Um, I, I, a lot of times that's why I don't trust big, big, big time analysts. Sure. Uh, they're friends with everybody. Yeah. And they could be friends with a player's agent. They could be friends with these certain people who give them more access and not an unspoken in return. It's like when I used to be a lawyer, we used to have these, and everybody does it. It wasn't just my law firm. This is like something you have to do. You used to, you used to hold fundraisers for judges, running for judges. Run, when they were running again, judges had to keep running after every year, after every su- certain amount of years in Florida. And our firm would have like a, uh, a fundraiser and then they talk about how great this judge is you should vote for them and they raise money and people in the law firm would write a check so when they got vo- when they got vote- voted back in the judge would remember that sure and it wasn't discussed by anybody but when it came down to it in court around the fence there there you go I, 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 that's how I feel sometimes with these big time analysts yeah the bigger you get the more friends you make and the more promises the more stuff you get in return for them yeah it's, it's go out to dinners with them things like that it's it's like a, it's like a lot it's like a lobbyist with politics it's kind of it exactly. seems very similar yeah it's it's, it's kind of like that but it's not it's not it's unspoken yeah and then um uh mel kuyper was obsessed with jimmy closet obsessed with him jimmy clausen and he, he wouldn't he wouldn't shut up about him in, in 2010 and and clausen was a was a big prospect going into Notre dame and he was pretty good at Notre dame but it was kind of odd and like i think mel kuyper was you know people would say that he was friends with the agent jimmy clausen's agent you never know like it's like what are the reasons for this yeah and um and, and you'll never know but that's why it's hard sometimes to really really take big stock into some of these, what these big analysts are saying. Well, I think it's a lot of luck. I, I've always said that, especially when it comes to the NFL and NBA draft. What do any of us really know? That's always what I say. You can study as much game film and you can critique and analyze as much as you want. But the analogy I kind of use is it's the same way with like the NCAA tournament, right? It, you know, the joke is, right, you can watch college basketball all you want, but it's that, it's that co-worker or your wife who doesn't watch any of the sports and then she wins the poll because she's just exactly. guessing. Especially in a tournament. Tournament always ends up being uh, 
the tournament always ends up being something that is 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 unpredictable right and i feel isn't it that i feel like it's, it's the same way with the with draft with, with drafting players because you know who knows i mean i mean look look back i'm sure you've done some stuff on this people forget there was a massive debate over ryan lee versus peyton Manning. yeah i think i think that debate was I, i've looked it up a lot i saw a lot i saw i've posted a few people who write the articles I think it was a lit, uh, and there was a few people who wrote the articles that they like Leaf, but I think in terms of the debate, I think it's a little bit overstated. Uh, I think it was always Manning. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, but but I, I do. There were people who wrote articles, and I posted them before that they would rather have Leaf, uh, but I do I do think it's a little overstated. But people like to. It's like when you bring back something from the past, especially when you're trying to make a story. It's always better to to make the story more interesting. Yeah, no, yeah. That's... So that's like exactly what people do now, and um, I think that there's a lot of that in Thirty for Thirty because a lot of times I, I I look back and research things to try to find funny takes. Yeah, and and when I, I read when I read the articles, it doesn't match like the narrative that they try to make in like a Thirty for Thirty. So it's like that's interesting. They're trying to make it closer. They're trying to make it better. They're trying to they're trying to bring out some sort of con- conflict. They or want the emotion. Better. Yeah. Right. Right. And people love to say they overcame something. So you want to get the easiest thing to get someone to talk about is how they overcame something. Yeah. It's like so. <laughs> they may not even have overcome that much, but the, <laughs> the story will be, oh man, I came up from nothing. Um, nobody, nobody wanted me. Nobody respected me. Oh, and, uh, well, ESPN has made a, a living. We've joked for years on our show. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, like we, you know, you, t- you it's it's turned into just like any sort of disability or somebody had cancer. Like they, they want to highlight all that and just put a spotlight, which obviously can be used for good. But but there's also arguments that we've said, like at times there's a there's a time and place for these things and with sports and with not sports. Like I'm, I'm a huge fan of Bill Burr and he's talked about it and really made me laugh about it. Like, 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 like the argument I always make is you, I don't, I don't want to be depressed during a sports event. Does that make sense? Like, like sports is my time to get away from a lot of the bad things that happen in life. But now those worlds are kind of intermixed. And, and like you're saying, you know, I'm talking about maybe something like an extension of this, but you're, you're exactly right. And now that I think about it, when you bring up the 30 for 30, uh, <laughs> they yeah, it's really all, dramatize. They, it. they really, they really make, they find a way to make it more interesting in that way. Um, and it's easy; it's easy to do it because it's a long time ago. First of all, and it wasn't covered as much. Yeah. So, like, you don't the only coverage you really see is is, is old paper articles, and 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 so it, it was. It's a lot of times they'll say, "Oh, no, nobody picked us to win." Um, a great one I see a lot, and I'm, I'm a, as I remember this specifically, uh, of ways of I, – I don't think there's been a 30 for 30 on it yet. But the, the, Nebraska, back in 1995, played UF in the championship game. And um, – and Is this Tommy Frazier, Nebraska, or is this yeah, before Yeah, Tommy Frazier, okay. Nebraska. Yeah. And, and the whole narrative everyone talks about now is that nobody gave Nebraska a chance. Nebraska loves that narrative. They were favored by like five points. 
And I go back and look at the articles. Ha- at least half the people say that Nebraska was going to win. And it's, uh, it's just a f- complete false narrative. Yeah. That nobody gave him a chance. And, uh, <laughs> but that's what people want to do. They want, well, you're, it, it, it's the first instinct of everybody is to talk about how they overcame. You're right. It's kind of like on our show, we always joke that like, take for example, uh, Patriots fans in Boston, they, they have continued to push this narrative that like Roger Goodell hates the Patriots. Like it's us against them where we've always argued. It's actually the complete opposite. We're like, if you look into it and also and also see Roger Goodell could not be more buddy buddy with Robert Kraft and uh, and like and if you look at the punishments like a lot of that stuff was we always say it like it's a makeup call for Spygate which would probably be the, the worst thing that they've you know that they've done like like it's all these things that were like it's us against them and it's like did, did you really, like, Brady got yeah. that four-game suspension, which is probably, you know, bullshit, but it's this argument like, oh, Ro- you know, Roger Goodell hates us so much. It's like, those guys seem to get along really well. It, it's kind of like the Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump thing. People are like, they hate each other. Like, what? Google. You know, yeah. Trump Trump went to Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Just look at pictures. They don't they don't hate each other at all. It's, it's all some false narrative. That yeah, people... well, you have to hate the person you're running against. Exactly. Um, you have to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I go. I'm down here in, in in South Florida, and I grew up in Miami. And my University of Miami fans have that complex now. They're like, oh, nobody wants to see Miami succeed. Oh, really? Because really? of the past. Because of the past. Yeah. Even though, like, two years ago, Miami went like eight zero, and they beat Notre Dame, and they were like the the sensation of the country sure the turnover chain and all that everybody yeah. loved them in the media it was the complete opposite of what it was like back in the 90s but they still hold that over that they, they love to talk about that so who's your team i'm curious now yeah. i feel like that probably gets lost in the mix like who are your who are your college and sports and pro teams that you root for well the university of florida okay um that's where i that's how i grew up my dad went to University of Florida. Then I went to University of Florida for undergrad. And, um, and I like all the South Florida teams. So you have Miami Heat, the Dolphins, the Marlins, and you know, the, the Florida Panthers. I don't really pay attention to hockey. So. <laughs> I don't think anybody nobody, does. Nobody does down here. Nobody. What's up, with, never your, discussed. What, what's up, with, your, what's up with your state, Fred? I, I, I got to put it on blast there for me because we've been critical on, yeah. on this show. I feel like the sports fans, and maybe not college, but pro – the, the professional sports fans, what is front, happening? Front-running towns. So it's like uh, in Florida, it's, it, it, there's a certain faction of people always that have like this the passion, but it doesn't bleed into it like, I would say, uh, another town. It, it doesn't have that type of, of vibe to it. Now, the, the closest thing that we had were the Dolphins. And especially when I used to go to the games and season tickets and I used to go, people really, really embraced the Dolphins in this town. Yeah. But it's sorry, but it's been 20 years and it's the single one. It's one of the worst. It's, it's completely understated in how bad this franchise is. It's one of the worst franchises I've ever seen. It doesn't get enough credit for being this bad. You know what? You bring people up a talk great, about the that's Jets. a great point. That's a people great point. People talk about the Jets. Yeah. They talk about whatever, uh, basketball teams and, um, and stuff, but like the Clippers and all that, the, the Dolphins are so bad. They are. It's just a, such a bad franchise. They do everything wrong, 
anybody who comes into the franchise comes back, uh, leaves a broken man. <laughs> they, they, you can't find someone who comes in and is better. Feel bad for all these coaches. This new coach, Flores, coming in. Like, just like Gase and all them. They all come in. Everyone, oh, yeah, it's great. And they, they, they leave like just a, a broken person. When's the last time the Dolphins won a playoff game? Um, the answer to your question is, I think I went to it. <sighs> the answer to the question is, I think 2000. We beat, we beat the, we beat the uh, Colts in overtime. Peyton Manning was a Colts quarterback. It was in Miami. Lamar Smith ran like a for like a thirty yard touchdown to win. That's the last playoff game we was. I mean, the last playoff game we had, we've had two thousand was the Dolphins. And then we, we had didn't have a playoff game. Maybe we had a playoff game in two thousand one. Possibly, I'm not sure. Didn't you have one recently? Did you have one recently against the Steelers? Yeah, yeah, we did against, against Steelers the Steelers. We had one in 2008. That's the game where that one. <laughs> that's the game where the your backup wasn't Matt Moore. Didn't Matt Moore die yeah. on the field that that day? Yeah, yeah, he was the he was the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. Yeah, he but uh, he got he got hit. Remember? Yeah, 2000. We had no 2008. We won the division because Tom Brady tore his ACL first game of the year. And uh, that was the Brett Favre Jets, right? Patriots, yeah, Brett Favre Jets, and we beat them the last game of the year to win the division. And um, then we got just boat raced by Baltimore at home in the playoffs. We couldn't score; may have kicked a field goal or something. And then we played. We we backed into the playoffs three years ago, 2016, 2017, and uh, and we got destroyed by Pittsburgh. Well, you a great like, point. You really do because they are one of those franchises. If they, if the, if the Dolphins haven't won a playoff game since two thousand, and and we're just going over like these these lame you know playoff uh, attempts that they've had in the last twenty years, they they don't get lumped into the the Browns, the Lions, the Cincinnati Bengals, and re- basically since Dan Marino retired, it's been a train wreck down in South Beach. Tr- train wreck. It's terrible, terrible franchise, pathetic franchise, just awful. What do you make of What do you make of them this year? Who do you have? You have Fitzpatrick, and uh, who's the other? Oh yeah, well, this year they're 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 not trying to win. They really want to get a quarterback, so this year is going to be really bad. I mean, I think that they fully expect to be one of the worst teams in the league. I think people are are, are people will accept it if it happens going in. We're going to be one of the worst teams in the league as long as we're trying to improve. Usually, we go into the to the season. As like, oh, this is going to be a great year for the Dolphins. It's yeah. Be good. yeah, and then they somehow they you know they may start off three and one. And everyone goes, oh, Dolphins, and then they 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 fizzle out, and it's the same shit. You want it happens every time. You want to hear a great old takes exposed, uh, like like uh, a one that's that's not very well received by our listeners because uh, of of this Dolphins fan. We had this kid call in. Um, I don't know, some college kid into our show. Uh, Jay Cutler's one year in Miami. This is before the year, and he said that the Dolphins would win 10 games. And yeah. he's, he was willing to bet $1,000, and we agreed on the show because we make bets with our fans, and we, we said, look, dude, we'll, we'll front, and I said this, you know, as the guy, I was like, dude, I'll front $1,000 of the show's money, and he called back and he said, "Yeah, I'll do it." And 
<laughs> what did the, what did the Dolphins win that year with Jake? I believe they won six games, and yeah. our our fans are so heated because this dude just yeah. Went, there's some good ones. On he that. went there's M- some good he, he went M I A. So so Mac, if you still listen to the show uh, with interest, I believe that's probably up to about fifteen hundred dollars. If if you ever want to pay us back. Uh, you know where to find us, but that was a that was an amazing take that he thought that Adam Gase and uh, Jake Cutler being paired up again together was gonna just create so much buzz down in uh, Florida for you guys to uh, compete. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we we won the first game um, in San Diego, and everyone was oh, it's a different team with Jay Cutler at the helm. Yeah, they're ready to go. Um, so and then I don't know. I wasn't even San Diego. We won the first game in, we won the first game in like the new L.A. Chargers Stadium, and um, oh, they, got, they the, had the kicker, the, the kicker, the soccer like, field, coo, coo, missed like ten field goals. <laughs> he shanked. Yeah, oh, I, oh, I remember that. I remember watching yeah. that. You're right. I remember watching that. Be, being out here, it's it's amazing. By the way, it's amazing. I still I don't know how I still have a Gondor game. It's amazing to see these Chargers games in this. 28,000 seat soccer stadium like it's just it's it's just the dynamic out here in Los Angeles it's you you feel so I I genuinely feel sorry for Chargers players because the team moved and literally no one in Los Angeles cares and you see you see this soccer stadium that seats not even 30,000 and you know Seventeen to twenty thousand of those fans are from the opposing team. Like, right. it, it's got to be awkward as a player just knowing I don't have a home field. Like, they just they don't have a home field. Uh, but, but I want I want to ask you something real quick. Uh, have you ever thought about doing like a political old takes exposed? Uh, sometimes I, I get into I get tagged a lot for these political ones, but I just don't. First of all, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like seeing it. I don't like talking about it. It's so, to me, it's so silly. Um, a lot of the stuff people get, people get so passionate about the littlest things. Yeah. And um, it's hard to, to do it unless you're going to slant it to one way. Sure. It's really impossible. I mean, I don't see how like, to be a media outlet that's going to be one that's going to get a substantial corner of the market without slanting it yeah you have to be fully slanted and um and i just don't i I, also a lot of this stuff isn't like a lot of this stuff is is let's say donald trump says this is going to happen we're going to do this really well this is going to be and then someone will post like a a post from a year ago that 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 he said and then i'll retweet it Someone will say, well, that's, that's not a cold take at all. It is doing well. And they cite yeah. like, numerous statistics. Yeah. Ex- yeah. That, and then the other person will reply back and say, no, well, and they'll cherry pick their own statistics. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that makes it's sense. A never ending, it's a never ending battle. It's like arguing college football schedule strength. Yeah. No, you're right. And, and, and that's a yeah. good point. It's, it, it gets this level of like ambiguity where people don't want to agree and it's like a gray area. But with sports, it's a lot different. Although even in sports now, I was telling you before we started recording that that we call uh, my co-host Joe Prano deemed people who don't agree with facts flat earthers because like there's oh, yeah. there's people out there who are gonna say things like Kobe is clutch, killer instinct, and then you hit them with like, dude, these are his numbers. 
in fourth quarter yeah. in the playoffs with the game on the line are factually abysmal. So when you say he's, no, wait, he's, that's not facts. See, yeah. that's not facts. That's your your that's your statistics that you chose. That see, this is the problem with all the this is the problem with arguing like the whole facts thing with people because you cannot you cannot actually say that something is an actual fact. So that's going to be argued. You're 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 going to say these facts that I chose about Kobe Bryant, and then a person's going to go, well, what about these facts? Yeah. And they're going to post like six games of the, you know, in sure. certain situations. So those are the facts. People like to talk about the facts, but it's the facts that you choose to present at a certain period of time that you have to argue. That's what you have to argue. Unless it's you're talking about sky is blue and you can't do that with statistics because you're choosing the type of statistics. So say, oh, this person has a bad batting average in baseball. He stinks. Well, well, well his war is significantly higher than um, Billy Joe Smith was a 350 batting average. Yeah. So like, it's like, it never ends. It never so ends. That's that's the point with the, uh, the with facts. So people say, oh, I'm arguing. That's what people do in politics too. Yeah. It's way worse. Way worse. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, last month their hiring was so high, and uh, and. But, but if you take it as a whole, it's not even as good as the last administration starting at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think you're right. You, you, you've convinced me, Fred. Now, after just this little pep talk, I think you going near politics uh, or it's, it's, the a, worst. it's a good idea to stay clearly as far away from that as possible. I would have to be someone who's into it. Yeah. And I'd have to be someone presenting it on one side. It'd have to be like a guy who is going to be defending Trump. Or anti-Trump, yeah. and I have to have that slam. What a mis- I- By the way, what a miserable life. I I I look at these people on Twitter and I see <laughs> oh, them. And, and, They're and, so and, sensitive. And, and I just think, and I agree with you. Whether it's either side, because uh, you know I've made it very well known on this show that I I, I I'm legit like independent and and i think they're both idiots but 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 i look at these people on social media and i think like are you sleeping well at night like if your whole day is consumed by either uh dissing or promoting one political side or the other or like you're saying for or against trump i just think god you hate your life like the, 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 there can't be enjoyment in that. Like, and, and, and my thing to kind of bring it back to admitting when we're wrong is what I don't get about take when you take a when you take somebody who's wrong and you expose them on um, your feed on freezing cold takes when you expose them. These people, if they own up to it, will be so much more liked if the, the Todd McShay's. Oh, yeah. Just quote tweet your tweet or respond. You're gonna be more liked, people. Just admit when you're wrong. Oh yeah, they they get so much. They they get universal praise for admitting that they're wrong. Um, what you got to do is just retweet it or post it yourself, and then kind of pin the uh, mute the conversations, and then move on. Yeah, I don't feel bad anymore now that there's the mute conversation function. I used to feel a little bad tagging somebody because they get notified constantly. Yeah. For but one, now that there's a mute conversation, you don't even have to hear about. Well, it. well, I'm glad that you're bringing that up because I think a lot of people are Twitter illiterate. 
So guys, uh, for everybody listening, if yeah, you, just mute the conversation. You can mute the conversation. You can mute words on Twitter. Like there's a lot of screening you can do so you don't have to see certain things. And uh, but you're right. I think people don't um, don't know. But I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be a question I was going to ask. So you don't feel bad at this point putting anybody on blast for for a freezing cold take. No. I think people, journalists and TV personalities hate more than anything getting tagged their opinions. Like anything interesting that they say, yeah, they'll get tagged fifty times to me. Hold on to this, and uh, that's what they hate the most. They hate it so much, and really nothing I could do about it. Sometimes they're not. It's not even something I would ever use, even if it was wrong. Yeah, but they'll <laughs> so. Uh, they get really, some get really annoyed. What's 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 your process for now? The NBA draft was just last week. When there's a day like that where we're going to have a lot of takes from a lot of different analysts and networks, do you have something to keep track and catalog? No, no, I gotcha. don't even do it. I, it's a kind of a myth. It's too much work. Yeah, I just I, I it's just it's significant. I have to put them in. I use I sometimes put them in like a file, uh, a Gmail draft email. Or my notes. Um, I like a Gmail draft email in case my phone dies. Sure. Or just gets broken and I don't have my notes anymore. But uh, I, I like the Gmail draft email. Sometimes I'll put it for some that are really ridiculous. But they usually all come back. They'll yeah. bounce right back to me. Like someone will send it to me. Every Fans remember when someone says something about their team. Yeah. Always. So they'll, they'll specifically remember that uh, Jalen Rose said this guy was going to be a bad player. Um, if it's like he's talking about a Nuggets player three years down the road. Uh, oh, I remember Jalen Rose said this. I'm going to go get it and send it for the free throw. <laughs> yeah. So many people. I, I am on a, I'm on a great streak of my own. I, I have my Andy, we call it the Ruther curse. I have, everybody should thank me because I, I, and I, I basically ended the Warriors dynasty uh, by saying that uh, it didn't matter. They were going to win in six. And well, that was, was, that a, was that a reverse jinx attempt? No, it's not. See, see, w- 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 that's a good point. <laughs> see, some of our fans who we call dirtballs, the dirtballs have now started to offer me, because my Ruth or curse has been so bad, they've started to offer compensation. So, like, yo, let, <laughs> let, let me pen pal you, let me Venmo you. And, and, and I tell them, I say, guys, that's not how it works. Like, when I say things like Boston Bruins in six, uh, Golden State Warriors in six, the Sandy, or the, I, I'm doing it now, the Los Angeles Chargers are going to the Super Bowl. When I say these things, I genuinely mean them. So you, you can't just throw me money. I, as much as I, as much as you want to, you know, throw me a few bucks to say, hey, pick against my team. It has to be an actual, you know, opinion and, and take that I have. Which, which a new one, and I'll just say it here on the air: uh, the Patriots are not going to the Super Bowl this year. They're not. I mean, it's not that big of a take, but I'm, I'm saying the New England Patriots. You hear it here first. You, you can mark yeah. it down, Fred, for an old take, possibly exposed. They're, they're not going to the Super Bowl. It's not going to be their year. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Well, look, man, I uh, I really appreciate your time and what you're doing is amazing. Guys, you got to follow Old Takes Exposed. And what are some of the other amazing feeds that you have that you want to promote? Twitter, Instagram. What are some of the other accounts that you have that are, that are great and maybe in the line with this? 
Well, I have freezing cold takes on Instagram. It's not old takes exposed. It's freezing cold takes. Um, I have it on Facebook. But my favorite account is This Day in Sports Clips. Dirtbags got to follow this Dirt Balls, but yeah. Clips. The Dirt Balls. The, who the dirt bag? Long Beach State baseball. <laughs> yeah, it's you're right. I think it is. I, that, that's, yeah, yeah. That's a great reference, by the way. Yeah. The, so, so the, the dirt, dirt balls, balls need to follow this day in sports goes. Well, they follow, got to follow freezing gold takes on Instagram, and um, this day in sports clips. Every day I'll post three or four clips from like that day, and it could be anything. So like June twenty sixth. 2001, this happened that I posted a clip. Um, June 26, 1996, Kobe Bryant was drafted, and I have a clip of that. So it's random stuff throughout sports. It's great, great sports history. It's taken me a long, it takes me a long time to do it. Yeah, we were texting about that. It's blowing up. It's a great account. This day in sports clips on Instagram. Yeah, it's it's blowing up um, on Instagram because people love it. Wait. Like every time I post something, someone really appreciates the, the feed. They tell me how much they appreciate the feed. So that's what keeps me going with that. It's such a good feed. Um, it's, uh, you know, I hate to brag. It's really the first time I've ever bragged about anything. It's the only thing I really have to brag about besides my wife and kid is this day in sports clips. Brag away. Brag away, yeah, Fred. Yeah. No, it's great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's basic, too. I don't do anything. I don't make any narratives. I don't put it. It's just posting the clip and an explanation of the clip. It's no, there's no funny stuff. There's no, uh, I, I don't make it like you try to get the raw footage of the clip. Yeah. I don't get, I don't try to make it all nice. Like ESPN does or whatever. Um, just post the clip. Yeah. And, and you're, yeah, exactly. It, it's very straightforward. You're, you're like you said, you're not trying to go with an angle of yeah. like this day in sports clubs, you know, OJ, there's like a picture yeah. of OJ driving down the 405 freeway. You, you, you're, you're not doing yeah. that stuff. It's legit sports. Right. Well, well, I did do what the OJ try the OJ freeway going down the freeway, like interspliced with the game, the broadcast that was going on. Rockets, basketball Knicks. Game. Yeah. yeah, Rockets, Knicks. So it was like kind of interesting, but I, I kept it a minute long. Like I, I usually try to keep it a minute long and just uh, it's, it's a great it's, it's my favorite thing to do because I love looking back at the sports clips. So and it eventually is going to have more if it doesn't get shut down, it will have more. F- than uh, freezing cold takes. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that because I just, uh, I just, I just ruined all of Barry McCockiner's feed. So with the no, well, tell me, I, with, is 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 this day in sports going to get shut down ever? I, it, prob- say? it probably will. No, what? No, what? Yeah, it will, right? Yeah, it will. Well, it definitely will when soon, right? Well, it's funny because I asked you, I DM'd you about that. I said, I said, are you? Worried? Yeah, I'm nervous about it. I, I, I try not to be nervous about it, but I mean, it would be very selective enforcement. They have to, they have a lot of feeds to shut down. Yeah, well, well, I said, and I said, look, dude, you're a former lawyer. Obviously, you, you're a man of the law. I said, with the copyright issues, are you worried about this day in sports clips? Uh, so therefore, I do think it'll be shut down at some point. I, I hate to say it because it's a great feed. Uh, well, I mean, it's just it, 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 there's like that that's feed timeless sports. Yeah, they, I mean, they have like three hundred fifty thousand followers. They've never been shut down. Yeah, I don't know. It'll so, be interesting. Like, uh, it's like, I mean, come on, like, uh, I mean, they could shut it down, and I wouldn't do anything. But I mean, it, it, it's not really all that harmful to keep up the clips. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Like, why would you want to have those clips up? If I think Major League Baseball it just promotes baseball. Yeah, it's uh, it's free marketing. I think they're more concerned. I think at this point, I know at least I've been getting knocked on Twitter 
they're more concerned about music. Right. Like I've had a few videos removed that were like professionally edited. Uh, that because you could because those are easily you could sell those better. You could sell music better. Exactly. Like who's going to sell an old clip of of MLB? It's, it's it just seems like it's very. Yeah. Seems like it's it's counterproductive to take take away an old clip of Lloyd McClendon picking up first base um, after he got rejected. That's one of today's <laughs> the same sports clips. Amazing, Fred. It's been it's been a pleasure. Is there anything else you want to promote or, or uh, no? We're push? good. We're good, guys. Fred Siegel. He's got all these accounts. You know, he's he, he's the king of exposing old takes at freezing cold takes on Twitter. I'm sorry, Instagram, right? That's right. Freezing cold takes on Instagram, old takes exposed on uh, Twitter. Well, Fred, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon, definitely, when more of my awful takes are exposed. Awesome. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Thanks to Fred for giving such a great interview. And thanks for reminding me how bad the Miami Dolphins have been. That's something I really forgot. Guys, Joe Prano will be back on the show on Monday. So we look forward to having our boy back, my co-host back from New York. And don't forget, use those SeatGeek promo codes. That's right, guys. If you're heading to any sports event this weekend, use SeatGeek, the only ticket app that we use on the Dirty Sports Podcast, the official ticket app of the Dirty Sports Podcast. Any event you want to go to, get your tickets on SeatGeek. You can see exactly where you're going to sit on SeatGeek. They're so good, they have over 50,000 five-star reviews in the App Store. The whole point of SeatGeek is to make your experience that much better. So if you want to go to a baseball game, if you want to sit right in front of a net near the dugout and stare at a net, well, guess what? SeatGeek has you guys covered because, best of all, all listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek supports our show, so we hope you support them as well. Use our promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. You can use that at concert. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your very first purchase. And another quick reminder before we wrap this bad boy up. I'm sending out koozies to anybody who leaves an iTunes review. Just leave your Twitter or Instagram handle in that review and I will reach out to you and I'll get you koozies out. I'm sending out 90 packages this week. 90 packages. Everybody gets two koozies who leaves an iTunes review. Just leave that Twitter or Instagram handle. And you guys can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports, you can follow me at Andy Ruther. It's R U T H E R, and you can follow my co-host Joe Prano at Joe Prano on Instagram and at Fix Your Life on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Oh, and one last thing, Joe wanted to give a shout out. This is for Joe Prano. Shout out to Alex Bressler and Zach Berman for coming to see him last night in Gotham, supporting his stand-up comedy. So shout out to those guys as well. And go see him this weekend. Bridgeport, Connecticut, Thursday. He's headlining, and Friday, Saturday, he is featuring for Gilbert Gottfried. So go support my co-host. Okay, guys, that is the show. Thanks for sticking around. Thank you for the support. Have a great weekend, 
And most importantly, stay dirty.